You are now in queue to join Game from the Gamers, a podcast where good friends gaming on PS4 talk about life, movies, relationships, other random shit, and, well, obviously, video games. Starring Ben, Garcia, Trey, Xavier, and Corey. Let us put you on game. Game from the Gamers is brought to you by Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Shout out to Exquisite. Wow, we barely yeah. made it that, No, we we almost died right there. That's that's pretty bad. I did die yeah. right there. Did you? Chased by like three giant motherfuckers. It was weird. What the hell's going on? This. I ran out of ammo. I ran out of ammo. With my fucking shotgun. Yeah, man. It's like a, it's like extra hard mode or something. What the fuck is this? Right, yeah, I didn't set this man, up. They're, so. they're fast, man. They're fast. They're bigger now. It's just, shit's fucking weird. This must be like some yeah, new type yeah, of you fucking seen that big game. Dude, he was big as fuck. Yeah, I don't like this shit, man. Right, this shit's poopy. Like, <laughs> I don't like this one bit. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Game from the Gamers podcast. This is episode nine. I'm here with my homie Chad. What's good, man? what's going on baby nothing man nothing at all we're gonna be doing a lot of spot recording for this week's episode right now it's just me and chad xavier will be joining us soon so he might just pop up randomly um and then the rest of the guys we're going to be recording at another time but we figured since we had some stuff to get into we wanted to get into that today and one of those things is Fortnite. we've been talking about Fortnite since episode three when we talked about um, E3 and we talked about the games that were coming out, Fortnite happened to be one of them. Garcia mentioned that the characters were very diverse. He was very correct. They have all skin tones, shapes, and sizes. It's dope. So I really wanted to get into it also because um, <laughs> like my brother here, I really like the um, MMO games where you have to grind towards stuff. You know, uh, Chad actually got me into World of Warcraft at one point. Shout out to Kawatagora. Um, and when we were gaming, oh yeah, that was a while ago. When we did that, I really got into this style of gameplay. So I'm really excited about this being on the uh, console platform just because you don't see that a lot. And Chad's actually going to do a share play with me. Um, man, how do you feel about Fortnite? I know you've been doing some research. What are your thoughts on it? Um... I, I, I like I like the aspects of um, it allows you to be creative. They're, like people come up with so much crazy stuff. Like that we've been talking about it at my job for a while because we're like huge nerds. But the the creativity that you can get in this game is like ridiculous. Like people come up with like different defense strategies and just the offense. Uh, the defending like the different missions and everything like I've been watching it and it's like really 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 cool it allows you to actually use your brain to figure out different ways uh, to progress the game and to like actually because you could do the same mission but like if I I do something differently or I feel that we could do it a, a different way you could do it like five or six different ways and it, it it's all good everything's good so I, I just really like the the fact that you have complete freedom over what you're doing. Exactly. That's what I like about it, too. Man. Yeah. There's no yeah. one way to beat a stage. You can do it a lot of different ways. And you could actually do it, um, especially in the beginning stages, if one player is not ready or whatever, they want to explore some more. If you got a good enough building strategy, you might not even need them. So it's, it's really cool, man. Exactly. Especially if you don't have the friends to play, it's easy to make friends. People are real cool. And sometimes you don't even need people. You can kind of ride solo and do your thing and still be a team player. With all that right. said, I know we were talking about the fact that it's an early release. I purchased the standard edition early release, but supposedly it's supposed to be free in 2018. And we were saying that we think maybe because they want, they know their core fan base is going to buy the game regardless. Like people are really excited. 
So the people who are excited, like myself, will go out and buy it, regardless if it's free, if it's not, they, they want to support the developers. They are banking on the fact that they'll still make good amount of money, even though this is going to be free soon. So what are your thoughts on that aspect of like, of like that marketing strategy? Is that smart? Is that stupid? I think it's genius, man. Like that's, that's really good, man. Cause you're, you're dividing the people that are like really gun ho about your product. And then you're getting rid of all the people that well, not necessarily getting rid of them. They're still available to play, but the, your test market, they, the, the market that you're going for, for this game, you're going to know exactly who they are as soon as it starts because they've already bought the 100 because I, I think it's like a four different version there's like deluxe super deluxe there's like a different different things that you get for buying it so you're gonna know who those people are as soon as you come out of the gate and these people are going to be grinding mmo style they're going to be able to um get their levels up way higher so when the people that when it becomes free like you said the scragglers behind are gonna have to catch these people they're gonna have to put money into the game so it's it's genius because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're you it's essentially you have a free product that's going to make you a lot of money so marketing they're they're killing it right now because i know about it just through the grapevine and i had no idea it was going to be free but you're paying now for early access so that's kind of crazy and it's, it's very quirky it's it, i think it's going to work though a lot yeah so, man i think it's going to work too yeah so we're currently doing a share play. I'm going to try to show Chad around this game a little bit, and we're going to capture some of this. Uh, Chad, you can mm. see what I'm looking at right now, right? Yes, I can. So, I see a llama. Yeah, yeah. So the llama pinatas, that's a kind of a weird thing. But llamas. You collect the llamas. Like if you, They're like prizes. So if we go over here to like loot. Let me go over here. If you go over to loot, yeah. you just get a llama as a prize. And so then you just hold X, and you hit it. And then you get stuff inside the llama. It's just a pinata. That's all it is. So I'm, right now I'm okay. getting guns and I'm getting different things like that, different collectibles. Um, and now this is a, a a yardstick sword. So again, it's just meant to be goofy. Now what'll happen sometimes with the llamas is when you hit it, it'll go silver, and your sword actually bank yeah. off of it. And then sometimes if you hit it again, it'll go gold. And that's what you want. When it goes gold, it's on and popping. Like then you get some some good okay. stuff. So right now I have the option. Um, I've broken this and it's giving me support specialist Hawk or Trailblazer Quinn. These are two different type of people here. So I'm going to go with support oh, specialist okay. Hawk. And it's going to give me this weird animation of putting this SD card in the back of a device. And now I've got a new playable character. You'll see right He's got there. An epic there. What, what was that? Okay. So, oh, I got some epics. Oh, I got some epic survivors. I, I just I was just looking at that. Is that so? How does the the weapon mechanics go as far as like superior items? Is there is rare as epic as like the end of the road, or is there a legendary past that? There is a legendary past that. Yes, yeah, there's orange. legendary. I, I I figured it. That was orange. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of use the same system as Borderlands. Yeah. Borderlands is the same way. Yeah. Um, yep. The color mm-hmm. system. It's weird because when you play it, you'll already know which weapons are kind of rare. And I was like, how do I know this already? I was like, this is the same color scheme that every game mm-hmm. uses. Um, it's kind of like mm-hmm. law now, like that's what it is. So like the gray or white is common, green is uncommon, blue is rare, um, and then purple is epic, and then orange is legendary. So right, orange is like super rare. Right. So what you're looking at now, I actually picked up a gun, a rare gun right here. Um, you can get schematics for guns or guns in the in the pinata. They've actually given me these items. Like these are actual items they give me, not schematics. Oh, I have a, okay. Uncommon hero, Assassin Sarah, which I don't really care about. Um, an uncommon teammate XP boost. That's great. I can use that. But as you move so, up here, go ahead. No. So as far as the uh, the heroes go, like how, how does that work? Like, do you, is it different attributes or do you just pick a hero off the off the bat or like how, how does that work? So I thought that you could just pick a hero. So let's back out of this loot llama. It's always good to get loot llamas. But let's back out here. Now, let's go to the heroes menu. You'll see there's a lot of menus here. And as oh, yeah. cool as that is, sometimes it can it gets really confusing. So just bear with me as I had to watch a lot of tutorials. So you remember okay. when we picked up the hero? Yeah. Um, everyone starts off with one character. And it's the commando class, uh, Ray Ramirez or whatever her name is, Ramirez. So you start off okay. with Ray. But you start off with an uncommon version. I don't even know if I still have her. 
but this character right here except she was uncommon she was she was green and then as you battle and you get unlocked llamas and you unlock chests at the end of rounds you get more goodies as you get more goodies and more llamas you unlock more heroes survivors and defenders okay defenders okay are cpu that can help you on missions um so this is this is kind of like league of legends in a way because you you're picking set characters that have abilities and then you're you're uh kind of customizing them to what you want to do so that makes makes sense here so you, you i see the whole spread you have of all your heroes so if you don't use them you don't level up or anything like that out that pretty much how it works actually actually you don't have to use them to level them up um you really? just devote okay. you devote the resources to leveling them up and what's dope is you okay. can actually favorite the ones you like that's why the ones have the hearts next to them now you'll see over here i have a legendary almost didn't really care about this until garcia told me uh shout out to garcia he was like yo you got a legendary hero had no idea so i have a legendary trailblazer which is an outlander um outlanders are the weird class you kind of run around and you look for these devices when you pick up these devices they turn them into teddies teddy is like a machine that has two machine guns as arms and it fucks some shit up pretty much so if you find okay. these little things and they're everywhere there's a bunch of them throughout the entire stage you just pick them up you can hold two at a time when you pick them up you when you get into trouble you throw one out and it turns into a monster um a killing machine man um teddy right there if you see it okay um on okay. the screen there so what i'm looking at right now these are my heroes these are the ones that i've collected or found rather and my favorite class is the constructor class i love the constructor class i was just about to ask that so i mean how does that how does the different classes work like how, do, how does like how did you determine that you wanted to be a constructor how do you how, how did you determine that you like that I pretty much uh, decided that I like to be more of a defensive player. And in order to be a defensive okay. player in this game, you build. And constructors build better. Uh, they also have, if you look right here, you see this this menu, the scrolling? Yeah. You see the two base, the two base um, mm -hmm. thing there. That is a, the, the base feature alters um, the, 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 the building in a way that like it strengthens strengthens it a lot so you place this within your base and whatever is connected to it becomes stronger and actually deals damage out to enemies who hit it so anybody who hits your base wow. it's dealing out damage as well but it also just strengthens it in general um which is dope okay. like it's really really as you see attached structure gains 12 percent damage resistance oh wow so, so I mean, as far as resources and building goes, you just get unlimited, or is it like something you got to go and collect and then come back and build again? Like, how does that work? So you got to collect it. That's the thing that's weird about okay. this game. So my in-game inventory, I can look at it here, but I can't do anything with. Like, I can't, I can't make a gun in the menus. I have to wait till I'm in-game to make a gun. Like, you can't do anything really? in-game from the menu. Um, at first, I didn't get it, but since missions take so long, it'll actually start to make sense. Now, I'm not going to get into some of these crazy menus because it doesn't really matter. Um, all you need to know is that uh, I mentioned survivors and defenders. Those basically boost your stats. So I have survivors and defenders put on my team, and if you match them up, their personalities and their skills, you get more bonus damage or bonus shields or, you know, bonus health or whatever and that's all that is that took me a minute to understand personality yeah you got to match their personality Word. it's really oh, cool man okay. think of this as this is what i was talking to garcia about think of this as a phone game like every day they have daily um daily rewards yeah. they it's have really that whole like uh it, it almost feels like a phone game it's very hard to explain like there's extra stuff on the side that only like if you ever played like Fallout or something like that on the iPhone, you would understand. You have you played Fallout on the iPhone. It's kind of yeah, like that. Yeah. Like people have a job and then you put them in rooms and they do their job, but while they're doing their job, it's not like you need to monitor the, to them or anything like that. They just do their job and they help out. 
I mean, like they they crank out water or something. Like that's kind of what this is like. They're doing their job. Yeah, yeah, okay, they're, okay. They're I defending got you. a base or in a squad, but all they're really doing is contributing points. So I like the constructor, right? You can also add other heroes on your bonus squad, and they'll give you perks. So right now, I, even though I can't use it right now, this other constructor chick is giving me plasma grenades. And the Outlander, Legendary Outlander, because I don't feel like using it right now, um, is giving me uh, the Make It Count support bonus, which ba is, is basically just a hit, hit, hit damage um, a hit damage perk with pistol weapons. It's like a 35%, mm. yeah, 35% support bonus. 35% um, damage, that is. Critical hit damage. So it's really cool. I like it. I'm going to use her as support. Each person has a different, and each class has different perks. And you can see them on the left side and bonuses. As you cycle through, different people have different things that they can give you. Right now, some of that is locked because I haven't unlocked it in the skill tree. But that's a lot of information for those of you who can't really see the game. Just know there's a lot to it. There's a lot to work towards. This is not just like a run and gun. Whoa, it's kind of like whoa. a strategic you Looking thing. at the skill trees, these are kind of like, this is kind of like the uh, Final Fantasy skill tree. Yeah, yeah. The skill well, tree is You just is branch ridiculous. out and do your own thing. Like, like that's, this, is, this is nuts. Yep. So this first, oh, but there's different trees. You see how there's different trees? There's yeah, four different yeah, I tiers. I see it. I see it. So we're in tier one right now, and this is all your basics. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put, um, I have one skill point. I'm really this top kind of middle layer here uh second from the top it's the constructor tree so i'm pretty much trying to work up my building health right now i've increased my ability to reinforce like so you'll put down wood and after it's finished you can press r3 and reinforce it and now i can press r3 again and reinforce it again so which is really i love i love that um so real quick Jesus. let me put some money towards building speed and repair speed i'll do that real quick now i have zero points i'm gonna go to the research tree i have 900 so i can do a little research and let me actually go i'm gonna snag a rowboat real quick a let's what? get that this this so this very top thing is something i've been working towards it's it's a rowboat for expedition. So you'll recognize this from Assassin's Creed. You can send people on expeditions. And they'll oh. be gone for a certain number of hours. So I just sent a person off before I went to the gym. It looks like they're back. Um, we can see if the mission was successful. Since it was a 100% uh, chance of success, I know it's going to go through. But they brought me back some stone. So 225 stone they brought me back. So now that's in my mm. backpack. But I can pick anything that I want. Some missions are higher in difficulty than others. So let's say I wanted to go gather, what is this? The gathering. Send a small team to gather supplies locally. It has a 30 power level and there's no slot bonuses. So since I know I don't have anyone level 30, I'm not going to send them on it because they're too low. But if there's a slot bonus, like, for example, if we go to Box of Rocks, nope. Oh, none of these have slot bonuses. That makes it tough. Is there, If there is a slot bonus like this one, the constructor slot bonus over here on From the Deep. So I can dispatch a team to explore the coast for resources. Now, if I have a constructor, even though she's level 7 and this is a level 45, since there's a bonus her chance of success is actually boosted to 17%. Um, oh, whereas wow. someone of her stature might be like 5%. You know what I mean? Now she has a little bit of a chance. And so yeah, those yeah. Uh, those slot bonuses really help. But again, that's all just that's just what that is. It's very cool, though. You can send people out on 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 expeditions to gain resources and then go and uh, go into a mission with what knowing you'll have a little bit of extra resources or supplies to build and destroy and stuff. So let's get into a mission okay. real quick, man. So it is, it is like Fallout. It is like mm -hmm. initially, like you sending people out to get. It's it's a lot of automation to it. Exactly, exactly. So let's um, let's just jump into a mission real quick. Uh, so now we're about to launch. 
Why do the uh, all the avatars got ass? This is ridiculous. I don't know. And side note, man, bro, don't she look like? Look at her face. Don't she? You remember the girl from Tinder that I used to talk to? Don't she oh, look like that girl that. in the face? Hold on. Which which one? This one. Hold on. Where is she at? This one right here. Look at her in the face. Little bit. I'm telling you, bro. Little bit. That's crazy. Little bit. Got the same body type hey, too, but here. that's a. Hey, that's not important. <laughs> Let's get into this mission, man. The avatars got ass for days, ass for days. <laughs> so much ass, bro. It's crazy. Oh man, I'm gonna just get it just for that. Like, watch it by uh, Fortnite. Uh, the, the ass, the ass, the ass. It was crazy. That's Crazy. why I like the constructors, because of the ass. No, but J Jillian saw me playing this, and she goes, did you get that character because she looked like me? I was like, nah, nah, that's not why. But she do. She do. I get it. She got that cartoon booty, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, but you can't, you can't customize, like, outfits or anything like that. Pick different clothes. It's not that kind of game. The character comes preset, and then you kind of just run with it from there. Ah, okay, okay. But I'm just going to show you, because a lot of this is like mining for supplies. So yeah, I'll well, you got you. to you get your materials first, and then you start the base. I've already seen like a, a lot of a uh, lot of the gameplay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Bust, bust some shit down. So right now, if you look to the right or to the left, you'll see my supplies. I got wood, stone, and stuff. Um, so right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually get some some metal. And once I get all my metal, good. Um, I, then I'm going to start exploring a little bit more. But pretty much what I like to do is I look at the map. You see how some of them are going east, some are going north. I go where people aren't going. And then I'll find a house. Once I find the house, I'm going in and I'm, uh, I'm exploring it to see what's, what's inside. Mm. You worked the shit out that car. He said boom a loom doom a loom boom a loom doom a A boom a loom doom a loom. <laughs> um, I'm gonna hide in this fucking thing here, man. Fuck this. Oh, you motherfuckers. Oh. You might be out. Oh, dude, they call hey, you. I just man. saved your life, man. That's fucked up, man. No, no, I'm stuck out here now by myself. Thanks, thanks. No, hey, man. man. <laughs> hey, it's open up, man. Here we go. For you. Lucky I'm a badass. Oh, shit. Damn, they is. Oh, my. I only God. have. Oh shit, I don't like this. Nope. 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 Elite Alpha? What the uh, fuck is going on here? This is nuts. I'm sorry, this is fucking um, crazy. Nope, nope, fuck this shit. You sure you're not oh, looking man. at C B quality booty right now? No, I I haven't in I haven't in years, man. Come on now. Alright. So, um now that you've seen Fortnite, you've seen some gameplay. I've kind of given you a rundown. Is this something that you you think you would get? Absolutely, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. It reminds me of Borderlands. Very, very good series. I enjoy. So, what about this game, uh, Xavier? Since you are here, yeah, Xavier's with us now. Um, what do you feel would be the biggest draw for you in playing Fortnite? what what draws you the most um i love games that you know you get to kind of like build bases and stuff like that ages of empire type of mechanics like i love that shit you know yeah because you know age, i don't know if y'all played ages of empire but you know age of empire civilization like i love that shit i didn't even think about that but that is a good point that's a that's a real good point this is a one of those like um uh, what do they call those games? I mean, they're like war games almost. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what to call them. That's cool, man. Well, I'm glad. I just wanted to show y'all, man. Come over by us, man. Oh, shit. You really miss my nigga. Oh, shit, no. Shout out to Backslap. at the hospital bed. Say, nigga, oh, you dead. My nigga said, yeah. <laughs> and I said, no, nigga, no. Nothing, no. <laughs> Man, I just got oh killed. Oh, my God. Got That's a one hit? Is that a one hit, my nigga? My ah! nigga said, yeah. 
dead, bro. I'm dead. Hell, man. Oh, I just got moved. I got moved out here with a fucking sword, man. What the fuck is this shit? I tried to say this fool guy. Bitch, nigga. What's going on, fellas? We are here with Garcia and Trey. We wanted to talk about games for the non-gamers. This is actually Garcia's topic, man. So what were you thinking in terms of games for the non-gamers? What, what are we talking about I mean, here? Just like, what are, what are some good games that you would use to introduce somebody like, say, like your uh, significant other? How would you introduce them to games if they never play games? You know, but, but you know. Or, or even like, or even your parents, like, or, or even somebody just close to you, somebody who just don't necessarily play games. Do you mm-hmm. have like an easy game that you, you would go to to be like, this is why games are cool, or? Mmm. Mmm. Okay. I think for me, if I had to pick a game for someone who wasn't well versed in video games. I would go with something a little bit less sophisticated. So, like, I try to think of what's the opposite of, like, Batman Arkham Knight. (laughs) And if I go that realm, I feel like I'm going into maybe um, Borderlands. 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 I feel like it's a lot of mechanics involved with with, with that game. Yeah, how so? Not to mention it's a a first-person game, so it's like you got to teach them how to use two sticks at the same time. That's that's like a really, I feel like that's like the largest hump to come across when it comes to learning sophisticated games. Actually, I won't say mm-hmm. sophisticated games, but like complex games. Learning how to use uh, the dual sticks, which which was like foreign to me when I was learning how to play like Halo when it first came out. I was like, man, these motherfuckers is headshotting me, and I can't get. I, I'm looking at the sky, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the thing that actually helped me learn how to play it, well, actually Halo did, because I actually wanted to get good outside of getting whooped on. But besides that, I remember it was this game called Ape Escape. I think it was, like, actually one of the first couple games that came out with, like, dual sticks. But it was, like, actually a really fun game. I'm surprised they actually didn't bring it back, because I think the last one was pretty good. Okay. So no dual yeah. stick games. No dual stick games. Or, or, hmm. What's an what's an easy one? I don't know. Like Halo is actually fucking really hard to play, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldeneye wasn't like that was actually really easy, and it was a first person shooter. I guess it just come down to controls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe Beyond Two Souls. Oh yeah, yeah. Movie games. That's a good one. Or anything mm-hmm. by like Telltale, because like you can like make your own story and stuff. Mm, mm. Okay, okay. What about you, Trey? What kind of games either did you get into when you were just getting into games or when you're trying to get maybe Danny into some games? What are you, what are you trying to play, man? I think that it, it does tend to be an evolution for, uh, for people with gaming. For example, if I try to put someone like Danny onto a game like even Killing Floor, she might be interested in the game, but she's not going to be good at it. You just need to have a, a game that's gratifying enough to be easy enough for, for new gamers. So that's why us during our childhood, we were having games come out like uh, like Mario 64 and you know Donkey Kong Country and stuff like that was out, and that, sh- that stuff was real cool. Um, and it was easy. You know, playing on the N64, for example, had just the one joystick and has six buttons that you can hit with your thumb on your right hand, and uh, I mean, it's it's kind of intimidating at first with that controller because there are three places to three places to hold it. But once you figure yeah. that part out, it's it's pretty it's pretty simple. And so starting out small and having a game that's gratifying enough to get people you see the mechanics of the game and one joystick, and then going from there and just figuring out what the objectives are in the games and how the layout of things usually goes because once you have that down i mean that's that's fundamental stuff i think uh finding anything that's like it's so many genres out right now is it's you should just find it's so easy to find something that you're into if you like more realistic gritty stuff 
It's stuff out there. If you like stuff like anime, man, it's stuff out there. It's a game for just about everything now, man. And it's just like, for people not to be in them, into them, it's like, I feel like you're missing out. Because it, like, it's probably a game about something that you love in real life that you could play in your spare time and just keep you fresh and up to date and like into it, you know, like it's out there, man. I feel like it's a game out there for everybody <laughs> from chess down to like, you know, to, to, to the newer stuff. But I think a lot of people are just intimidated by the, mm -hmm. by the new stuff that come out because it's like, Oh shit, you know, motherfuckers in mechs and all types of crazy shit now. But Yep, now's yep. the best time to hop in, man. This is the craziest stuff out. It's like don't, don't. Mm. <laughs> level up, get good enough to get like, but to figure out what the heck that stuff is, you know, it's it's totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Um, as we continue here, um, by the way, somebody makes squad because I'm working uh, on it. My game is not working. Um, but uh, shout out to Killing Floor, fix the bugs. Um, one of the things as we continue with this conversation that I'm thinking about is that the evolution of games has kind of kind of influenced the ability for non-gamers to get into games. So what I mean by that is if you go to back to the basics of maybe like arcade games and things, you had a joystick and maybe four buttons. And what they did was they simplified it so people could have fun. Nowadays, controllers, let's let's look, we have a D-pad. We have now the thumb pad, four buttons, two joysticks, four buttons on the top of the controller, and it has access control as well, so that if you tilt the controller, it actually controls different aspects of different things as well. Back in the day, it was maybe like three buttons on a controller because the games were less sophisticated. So do you think like maybe with as technology has gotten more advanced, it's made it harder for new gamers to become gamers just because of how complex things are? I definitely think so. Um, I, I even heard some people say, like, you know, certain games hurt their eyes or they can't keep up with, like, all the action on screen at once, you know, and that's how that could turn people off, I'm sure. But it's some, it's some slower-paced stuff out there. Not every, I, mm -hmm. I've come to realize that not every game that's fun to play is fun to watch, you know. And actually, I, I feel like I play a lot of games that's not fun to watch because they're slower paced, but but mm, they're like mm. really good and definitely still worth the payoff. It's just not like something you're just like, you're going to have like a, a party about, I guess, because it's like something more intimate and something a little like you're going to take your own time about. And I don't think people just going to naturally uh, stumble upon a game that they just love like that much that they want to get good at. But I do think it is a game like that out there for somebody, you know, people out there, especially now. Man. I think it's one out there for everybody, for real, for real. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. web, uh, so many systems, so many consoles from mobile games. That's why they've been blowing up, man. Mm -hmm. While people surprised, mm -hmm. like, girls are gamers now. It's like they, they finally found, like, a good platform. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. People want to just uh, on the go and just, like, still want to, like, you know, make a fucking ad farm or some shit, you know? <laughs> it's great. But right I'm, I'm, that's cool, too, man. I, I just love when people are just into stuff, you know, and, and passionate about it. And it's, it can extend, and it's, 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 it, you can inspire other people. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good to, to expand your mind on, on all types of stuff in the community and the people behind it. And this is a good right, way to right. just unwind and just stay fresh. What about you, Trey? Do you think maybe technology advancements have made it harder to get into games with all the crazy stuff they have that goes on now? I think that it does for people who would be like around our age, people who didn't grow up playing these games in the first place, who just mm -hmm. don't have a platform to base their experience off of. Because we're able to get into these newer games just because we have experience. Uh, but right. Danny, for example, tried to play one of these games. It probably wouldn't go over for, too well for her because she just is not a gamer. She does. She's not been doing this for years like I have. Uh, so, I mean, as I was saying earlier, uh, you need a game that's going to be gratifying enough and it's going to be simple enough that people will be not just stuck in the same spot for a long time and they get pissed off at the game for being complex. That's very important. Mm -hmm. 
um, for someone to just start gaming now with a lot of these games that are out, yeah, that makes it very difficult. Um, way, never played a game. You ever then got so frustrated on the game that it made you cry? <laughs> like, like you didn't literally got so salty about it. <laughs> broke some shit. Back in the day, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah back like in back the in the day. day. I yeah, feel like Crash Bandicoot might have did that to me back in the day. Like, you got so mad about it, your mom like, turn the game off, turn it off, and I'm like, no. We ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nah, yeah, man. That's um that's definitely been something that I've I've gone through at a younger oh. age. And I used to actually um take the controllers or uh not the controllers. Do you remember the games that you could buy in the grocery store? They were just like real simple, like not even L C D screen, but those little like, like almost yeah, yeah, I used to buy those was, and get oh, super pissed. Yeah. Bro, super pissed. And no. then I used to take them bitches and smash them on my head. And my mom stopped buying them because I was I was getting that mad. I was crying and I just smashed that bitch on my head. I'm so mad. Yeah, break, breaking video games over my head, bro. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Know? Wasn't having it. That's a real anger, right? Yeah. So, pure rage. So when she got me a Game Boy, she made sure I didn't do that. Those were like the original rage games. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they was ever really meant for you to like legit win win those games. Right? <laughs> nah, nah, not at all. Not at all, man. Get raised out. I think Mortal Kombat definitely did that. The difficulty level on that game was so hard. Like I would put it on very easy and still get my ass stumped. Like they, they did not play. No, no. Street Fighter was like that too. Run. Let's close these doors behind. Oh shit, nigga, throw grenades and shit. Oh, he's he's on your ass, man. Oh, you better just start throwing grenades right next to you and let them run over. Oh shit. Run, oh. run, 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 run. Oh shit. shit. <laughs> Alright, man. I'm gonna pull this camera out. I'm gonna try to help you out and try to tell you where to go. Fuck. Oh shit! Might as well go out the blaze of glory. Oh, uh, that's not where you should have gone. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I can get out. I can get down the other side. Yep, 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 like yep. Like this. Watch ahead, nigga. Blocking the door. Hold on. That's how Hey. What side, nigga? Hey. Gang, gang, gang. Oh, uh, it took too long. Nigga, run. Throw grenades. Throw grenades, man. You I don't have none. I don't have none. Ah, shit, you suck. Keep running. Nope, nope. Don't fucking do that shit, man. I got regen you do, help. You, you do chop him, chop him down. You got some time. Ain't no big dude here. Hey, you're gonna want to get out of yeah. that area, though. Oh man, there's coming from the oh, left yeah, side too. Go sure. up to your right. Go up to your right. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Off that path. Fuck, 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 fuck. Back up, nigga. Oh shit. Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> chop him real quick. So I'm sitting here with Trey. Trey, what's going on with you, man? Not too much. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's been an eventful week. First uh, week at my new job. So trying to get used to that. Yeah, let go. It was all right, man. It was all right. There, I'm, I'm working with a lot of younger guys. And for me, um, going from my other job where there was a lot of leadership to this job where there's a lot of grinders, it's a little different learning the job because there isn't as many people trying to get ahead as much as they're just trying to finish tasks so um and i can't yeah. say that for sure because i haven't been there long enough but I, it seems to me there's a lot of doers and not a lot of how can we make this better earth so not a lot of thinkers yeah 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 so we'll see that's just my first impression could have been just a bad week for some people but um so far i like everybody which is cool but it's making it tough to kind of learn the job uh just because um so task oriented. Yeah, it's very task oriented and everybody is pretty much new themselves. So I ask somebody something and they'd be like, dude, I've only been here a year and I've never done this before. It's like, really? Okay. Like that's interesting. I've never really run into that before. So um it's cool. Audiovisual tech work is kind of tedious, but it pays the bills, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure it'll work out real well. Yeah, I'll be I'll be good. I just need to get my bearings with the job itself but mm -hmm. as far as topic goes 
I wanted to get into a, I guess, fan requested topic from a homie of mine. Shout out to you. I'm not going to say your name just based on this topic, being that I know that our friends know each other and things. I don't want to make anyone feel alienated or anything like that. So I want to get into this topic. We have a listener who asked me a question and said I should put it to the guys. Um, Trey, this is something that I think you being um, who you are, a critical thinker, I think this is something that will be good for you. So he has a really good friend who's dating a woman who he feels like does not fit within the mold of the personality or worldview that him and his friends kind of agree with. And what I mean by that is this woman is a little bit of a bigot. She uh, is not very open-minded when it comes to religious issues with the Black Lives Matter issues. And he finds himself getting really angry with this woman because she's not as open-minded as he feels his best friend is. And so, go ahead. Uh, We got to get some names in here first of all. Well, just like you don't have to give me like real names, but just keep everything in order, just so I have everything straight. You can just give me some, okay. some pseudonyms if you like. But yeah, yeah. So Fred, be a little bit helpful. Fred is asking help about his friend John. John has a okay. girlfriend, Sally. Okay. Okay. So John and Sally are dating. John is a very cool guy. Fred is a very cool guy. To give you a background about those two guys, they are actually my first two friends that I had when I went to. Um, when I went to college and they reached out to me okay. like I'm just hanging out. These guys are really cool. Um, white guys, mind you. And Sally herself okay. is white, all white guys. But these guys didn't even look at my skin color. <laughs> Fred came up to me and was like, yo, I had to come say what's up with you because you stick out like a sore thumb out here. He's like, you the biggest blackest dude in this room. Like that was the first thing he said to me. And I was like, yo, this dude cool as shit. Like he just came up to me and just kept it real. He's like, yo, I got to talk to you, man. What are you doing here? Like you don't, you don't seem like you fit in. It's a really nerdy school. Like, you, you know what I mean? Where do you fit in? What do you do? And I was like, I play hoops. He's like, ah, it makes sense. So then that's, we became instant friends. <laughs> he introduced me to John and we've all been really good friends ever since. So I absolutely love these guys, but that gives you the kind of character that they are. They're very open-minded people. They're not bigots in any way. They're not racist. They're not sexist. They are very open-minded. progressive, you know, like... Yeah. Just like normal people, how how we should how we usually view view uh, normal people nowadays, right? Not close-minded, like really far conservative, and uh, not thinking in old ways. Exactly. So Fred is now in his adult years. Everyone's in their adult years now. Things are are going well. He's actually got a new girlfriend that he's really really passionate about, um, and I think. Uh, I think he actually just got engaged. So shout out to him. Oh, good. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Good on you, Fred. <laughs> so things are going good. And I feel like now that we're in our adult life, we're searching. We're, some people are kind of being pressured into searching for a wife to have kids. Like that, those pressures start to kick in. And so these guys being kind of nerdy, I can see where John found a, a, a woman who seems to be Sally, who seems to be okay. And he's like, okay. you know, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a chance with this girl. So he's been with this girl for a while. Now, he's not really a combative person. So he he doesn't, he's kind of like, you know, if you want to think the way you think, fine. I'm going to think the way I think. He's a very independent thinker. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Sally is not really what... Fred feels to be his cup of tea. He feels like he should get rid of Sally because of the way that she thinks. And the fact that he has to deal with her when he wants to deal with John. Like, how am I supposed to be going to John's house, interacting with John? And Sally is is saying that the Black Lives Matter movement is all about violence and nothing more. And he doesn't feel that way. And, and, And he knows for a fact that, you know, she feels feels what he would perceive to be wrong about a lot of different social situations. So what does Fred do in that situation? Does he drop his friend? 
Does he approach Sally with things? You know, tell her how he feels. What what does he do in that situation? I think first of all, uh, the first goal, as always, is to educate. And I know it's really hard to educate a lot of people who have those type of stubborn mentalities that you and I would probably consider to be backward mentalities and not very progressive. But it's not it's not Fred's position to educate Sally on this. He can, the most he can do right now is to bring it to John's attention. And has he done so? Do you know about this? He hasn't yet. And that was that was something I wanted to ask okay. you about. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I think that he should definitely bring it to his boy's attention and try to try to be a little bit open-minded and just say, hey, man, like, this, this is what I've been seeing from Sally, and this is, uh, it just doesn't seem right. Like, what, what's your take on this? And obviously, he's going to have a you know, solid idea of what John already thinks about these topics, but he's at least going to bring some light to the fact that Sally does think this way. And then John's going to be... I guess you'd say on guard, and he's going to be able to notice these things. You're going to bring it to this, his attention. He's going to be like, oh, he's going to notice when she's uh, having these observations more in the future. And he's going to be like, man, like, I, I really disagree with that based on these reasons. And just you know, be scientific about it and just try to educate. That's, that's the goal. But if Fred and Sally are you know, hanging out because John's at work or whatever, and they're, you know, they're all just kicking it at the house hunger over whatever the hell they're doing, Mm-hmm. And she says some stuff like that. He's definitely entitled to uh, voicing his opinion and trying to educate her in that respect. That's that's totally fine. Um, he has to obviously know the audience that he's dealing with because that can make it a tough situation. Because that can make it end up being uh, make it would make it sound like he like she's being attacked. Right. I know people do people do tend to get very defensive and very. Uh, uh, and very um, passionate with these arguments, which is which is okay. It's a hot it's a hot button uh, topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a normal thing. So, so it's it's a matter of convincing her, like, hey, like I'm not I'm not trying to attack you. Here's here's why I feel like this mentality is wrong, or there's a better way to go about things. Um, mm. So if he goes if he goes up to her with the right mindset and just tries to educate her instead of attacking her. That's cool, but I don't think that should be his first choice of thing to do because it's, it's not exactly his, his concern. Obviously, Sally is not his girlfriend, but it's also, but she's her own person as well. She doesn't belong to John or anything. So he's, I mean, they're both entitled to speak about these issues. But I don't think that it should even really be in anyone's mind at first to you know, drop John and Sally based on Sally's. Uh, beliefs like that. I think that would be a kind of close-minded thing to do up front. Yeah, I think yeah. a better option would be to just, you know, write it out and see it. I mean, if you can avoid that topic, because I have a couple of very ignorant friends. <laughs> I know better than to talk about certain issues, certain topics with these guys, because it's just not going to end up... Uh, it's not going to end up going well for anyone involved in the conversation. They're going to stay in their lane. They're not going to try to learn. They're going to feel like they're being attacked, whatever. So we just avoid those topics. If 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 uh, Fred and Sally and everything like that, if that all works out like that, like that, so they're able to just avoid those topics and they're able to coexist, like at least semi-harmoniously, Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of peace. I mean, that's that's great. That's the goal. You don't have to convince her that she's wrong, even though she just might be. You don't have to convince her of that. Not it's not his job. Right. So, so don't aim for that, and just just work it along like that. And then, if she ends up saying or doing some really, you know, messed up stuff, <laughs> that's that's the point where you bring it to your boy's attention and be like, hey, man, I can't. I can't really hang around you with your girl acting like this. It's just not a comfortable situation for me. And if if they're as good of boys as they uh, as a as I sound, I mean as I think that they are. Gosh, I can't even talk today. <laughs> if they're as good of boys as uh, as you make it sound like they are, then then they should all understand. I mean, it'll be all good. Right, right. So you thinking that? Maybe he has to be just as open-minded as he's requesting her to be in order to mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. I think that's always a goal, and people are going to think that there's a right or a wrong answer, always. Like, I think that I'm right in most things. I try not to talk about things that I don't know about, so that way I can stay right. <laughs> but, um, but it's it's okay to be wrong, and it's and it's okay to have differing opinions. That's, that's part of what makes us human. We're allowed to voice these things, and using our critical thinking skills and uh, and making good shit happen. Like that's that's what it's all about, just growing together, working together to to just grow, and voicing each other's opinions and and uh, just learning from each other. That's that's what it's all about. So if he can do that, if he can stay open minded as he's asking her to be, that's that's cool. That's, even if she doesn't budge, even if she's being, you know, stubborn or an asshole or anything like that, just avoid those topics, man. Yeah. You don't need to talk about it. It's not a I mean, just try not to talk about it. But if she makes this into a thing, then hey, like, she wants a war. She's gonna, she's gonna have to fight that war on on her own because she's, you know, she doesn't have to make it anything that is anything more than it is. It's a disagreement. So you don't have to ruin friendships over that. It's whatever. Don't talk about it. Ah, damn it! I fucking hit hit my goddamn cheeks. Hey Garcia, you get hit once by that guy, just once, or did they like take you out bit by bit? Because I just got, no, I, I got I hit with a one hitter quitter, man. I don't know what no, the I got die when I hit. Oh no! Oh, yeah, I got no! hit by, I got hit by the damn thing Yo, too. What the fuck happened? Fuck! I finally got the scrape and then I got fucking worked. We were white. That was bad. I'm oh, sorry, yo. It was um, death mode. One more time, man. Run that back. I ain't. I ain't know they was playing for keeps. If I knew that, I would have. You know, I'd have played differently. You know what I'm saying? I would have. <laughs> mm, mm. I ain't do it, but if I did it, this is how I would have done it, man. On some OJ shit. So, if in a situation like that, I'm curious as to whether everyone, because uh, again, all of these these people. Are Caucasian, so in a situation like that, is he able to not necessarily change, but influence her worldview, even though he's not a person of color, or even though he's not of that religion? Does he have a better chance of doing so? Does he have a worse chance of doing so? Um, I think that really depends on Sally. Um, everyone's going to be different in how they take their their criticism, their advice. Some people won't listen to to uh, people of color in that respect because they're going to be like, oh, you're always just going to be on Black Lives Matter side because you're black or like that, like all black people voted for for Barack just because he's black. Like, yeah, I mean, I know there are plenty of people who are ignorant enough to do that instead of voting him in based on based on his actual credentials and his uh, his standpoints on issues. Mm -hmm. She probably wouldn't listen to a person of color anyway in that respect, just because that's uh, it's kind of really hard to learn from someone like that when you're already prejudging them as, as uh, non-critical thinkers who are just going to be um, anti-police or violent or whatever. Like it's, it's kind of a, a fucked up mentality to have in the first place to be right. prejudging someone like that. But, that's her worldview, and even though I think that it's wrong, uh, I'm not going to be able to tell her otherwise. I'm not going to be able to convince her of that. Right. So, will he have a chance to do it? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, like, if, if it just so happens that there's a situation where some shit like that happens in their, in their world, in their lives, and there's a person of color involved, whether it's you, whether it's some random person, whether it's, you know, it could be anyone. And then John's over there, and he voices his opinion. He's like, "Hey, man, this is this is messed up for this reason," and she's not on his side. And then he gets to he gets a chance to educate her with real life experience right in front of her. With that example, it's like, "Hey, like this is what's happening. This is this is what's wrong with it, and and this is how this is the reason why things are the way that they are." And she can choose to learn from that, or she can. Just be like, oh no, I don't, I don't care. I'm not gonna listen to this. Right, right. People want to, people, people want to not change their mind. That's a very true statement, man. It's very hard, even being a person who experiences those things firsthand. You'll run into plenty of people who, you know, will tell you you're wrong to your face, even though it's like, so then how do you explain that? And, and you know, they'll find a way to 
to explain out of it, but I think it's because once someone has their mind made up, it's really hard to change it. And I don't know what Sally's been through in her life that would lead her to believe that these things are untrue or whatever. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinions. But as a man who's been through a lot of things, a man of color myself, some of the examples that he shared with me, I can definitely be like, yeah, she's She's definitely, I feel, on the wrong side. But would I waste my energy? Probably not. From the sounds of it, she's okay being the way she is about the things in, in, in her life. So I'm not going to waste the energy. There, there comes a point where you have to ask yourself, is this worth my time? Is this worth my breath? Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, if it's not, I won't do it. Um, I had a guy at the new job tell me that you know oh this other place that i'm at it's ghetto and for me i hate when people do that like don't me too don't say that something is ghetto but did i really feel like taking the time in the middle of work while i'm trying to figure out what's going on and correct this dude not really i mean i don't really know this dude so it might not be worth my time to do so so i'm not gonna do it if he was if he was aiming that sentiment towards me in a personal way, like saying like, oh, you walking up here looking ghetto or why you sound so ghetto, then I might say something to him. But say something with your with your open hand, man. Just <laughs> smack the hell out of them. Shit. Right. So I just feel like even in correcting people, sometimes it takes it takes a lot of energy. And that being said, I'm curious. I'm curious because you said you have friends who again we can we can keep them them nameless i think i know who you're talking about but you have friends in yeah, which you, do. you, you don't really agree with but as you said you're friends still so how is that possible how do you still keep a level head and remain friends with somebody that you disagree with uh, it can get tough when you're drunk <laughs> yeah um, a lot of a lot of issues do tend to get arise when you're drunk and a lot of a lot of words get thrown around, things that you might not even mean. Uh, mean, but a lot of them you might actually mean. So, uh, yeah, you, you just gotta stay away from those situations. You just have to shrug it off. Just like whatever. Just like these opinions that you have are beyond messed up, and I can't believe that you have them because I consider you a friend, and kind of makes me look bad that I'm hanging out with someone with these beliefs. I mean, it just it's just a bad situation all around, but. We have history to the point where I was like, hey, man, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, I'm not just going to try to throw you away just because you have this opinion, and even though it's kind of a messed up opinion. Um, so try to hold on to that friendship, hold on to that you know, relationship, and just stay away from those issues. And if they do come up, they come up, but you have to be the bigger person. You have to be mm -hmm. the one because these issues do come up. I'm often the one who, when these situations come up, I know that there's going to be no winning or <laughs> there's going to be no winning for anyone. It's just a losing conversation. You just, you know, it's like a brick wall that you're arguing with. It doesn't matter because it's not going to make a difference. What what is it that I'm going to say? No matter how right I am, no matter how much evidence there is to support my beliefs, mm -hmm. uh, what am I going to say that's going to make this person change their mind when all they want in the world right at that moment is to just argue and be right? Yeah. That's, that's just what people want sometimes, man. And so I don't give them that. I'm like, dude, you, you do what you want to do. You, you can talk about this if you want, but I'm going to sit right here Ignore all of your conversation about this. You can keep talking, bitching, moaning, and be be mad all you want. I'm going to sit here and continue to watch this TV show or play this game or whatever. It, I'm just going to do me. And I'm seething on the inside because I know that I'm right, and I just want to show this person how wrong he or she is. Right, and right. I just want to. I, I want to be right. <laughs> That's human, and I want to. I want to educate people, but. There's no winning that. Yeah, so that's I just tough. Have, I just have to have to suck it up. I have to be the bigger person, and even though it sucks in the moment, because I'm like, well, I had an opportunity to win this argument, this conversation, and and show this person how wrong they are because what they're doing or what they're thinking is wrong. I'm not able to do that because they're so close-minded or because I wasn't able to communicate properly because feelings got involved. Like, there are so many reasons. There's so many variables in situations like that. So the best thing to do is just 
take a deep breath. Be mad on the inside, but don't show it. Just, just save it for another day. Just remember why you became friends in the first place. That's mm -hmm. a big. That's a big deal. Yeah, those friendships have been around for a while. I'm not trying to, not trying to uh, have a change in that friendship over, over this argument for one night. Whether there was alcohol involved, no matter how much, how uh, how much it pissed me off. I would rather just chill and let it blow over in a couple of days because you're still going to have those feelings the next morning when you wake up. You're like, I can't believe this shit happened last night. This, like, this motherfucker is so stupid. Like, I'm annoyed. <laughs> and you might not talk for a couple of days any more than you have to. Yeah. And that, that part sucks. It makes shit really, really annoying and it makes shit really uh, inconvenient. So, you just got to work with what you have and, and uh, try to make everything work out in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, that's the hardest part, man, is, is trying to remain friends during all of that and not really judging that, that person's um, maybe incorrect worldview as a reflection of your friendship. You know, sometimes you maybe think that I not do a good job. You know, as a person of color, explaining this to this person, like, how could this person mm -hmm. really think that? But again, you you can't influence that person's entire life. And you have to remember that, like that person has gone through certain things themselves. And that's on them to to find what their worldview is and how they really feel about things. And all you can do is share your worldview. And if they align, they align. If they don't, they don't. And that's the hard part is when they don't. Mm hmm. And so I don't really have any friends in which I don't necessarily agree with on big topics, but I I do have friends that I disagree with. You know, I'm pretty sure there's things that you and I don't agree on on this podcast um, or me and Xavier don't agree on. But we can come together and realize like, OK, even though we don't agree, that doesn't mean that we can't game and have fun or you know, find common ground in other areas. I don't know what you've been through to make you think this, but if you think it and you strongly think it, then I support our, our ability to disagree. And that's it. It's kind of how I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the way it should be. Uh, you should be able to communicate properly with each other. We're adults. I'm not trying to be a child and ignore someone just because I'm going to disagree with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, like, that's that's. That's so so far back in middle school, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't I don't work like that, and so then let me. But the problem is when these big topics do come up, and I'm smart and wise enough to to not dive into these topics because it's a trap every time. Because this person just wants to argue. Mm -hmm. When that happens, I just don't talk about it, and then they're like, "Why? Why don't you want to talk about big issues with me? Why? Why can't you? Why can't you actually converse with me?" Because like, why can't we just be adults and talk about this? Because I'm like, because we've been down this road before. It's, it's, no minds are going to be changed, and it really doesn't matter. It's not. I'm not going to let this be a thing. This is not going to happen. So, and even though he wants the argument or she wants the argument, you can't give it to him because that's just going to cause more harm than good. Yeah, arguing it out doesn't make you an adult. And that bothers me when people say that, like that doesn't make us more adult because we sat here and argued. That's I'm, I'm avoiding an argument because I know the outcome due to previous situations. So why why does that make me less of a man or or a child? Because I don't want to have a conversation with you. You know, I'm not obligated to have a conversation with you. If I don't want to have a conversation, I don't. It has nothing to do with my maturity level or anything else. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't like that. I hate when people do that, but it's sad because people let, you know, these issues, whether they're big or small issues, they let them get in the way of why people became friends in the first place. And that's, that's critical. That's, that could be a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to let those things get in the way. I do my best not to let them influence my friendship. They definitely, uh, influence my opinion of that person, uh, how I think about them, whether it's for better or for worse. But I try not to let that show. I try not to be too judgmental and just try to be a good friend. Yeah. Be the bigger person. That's the goal. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're able to get through those things, and I hope that uh, Fred gets through them as well. He's got to learn to maneuver and change with life, you know, as life changes, you have to as well. So I think he'll learn to adjust. I just hope that, you know, and I know you're listening to the podcast, that you know you do have other friends who, who side with you on these issues of racial tension, police brutality, religious injustice, social injustice, all those things, man. Um, th that is out there. That is a thing that is not a fad. That is a real thing that is happening. So if, if you do need a place to feel comfortable in that realm, Game from the Gamers podcast is that spot. Yeah, baby, we live, baby, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I, I just burned out all my fucking ammo on my <laughs> shotgun, so I'm just only out here with a pistol. We pistol shooting together, man. We ride together, we die together. Bad, Bad boys, boys for life. Life. Half man, half drugs. I don't have any fucking ammo. That's not what's up. <laughs> this is one dude left, man. That's it. I'm just I'm just stabbing this nigga in the booty, man. I'm out behind him. Look, you see this shit? Uh, get his booty. See shit? Get his booty. See shit? <laughs> <laughs> he was too oh, fat to turn around, though. And buy guns. Quit playing. This shit is real. This shit is real fucking life, my nigga.